Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Mary Hill Winery. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. All right, Seattle. Welcome, Seattle. Welcome, Puget Sound, to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy and uh, commodore of cocktails. Actually, today I'm going to be your Baron of Brewskis because we've got uh, some great ho- great guests in here today, and uh, like we do every week. So I'm so pleased that you join us Saturday nights, six o'clock to seven o'clock, right here on 570 KVI. Well, we've got some great events coming out. Uh, well, it's, it is the summertime, so I hope you're out enjoying some Woodenville Wine Country, some Walla Walla, some Yakima, some Lake Chelan, and uh, even the, the Puget Sound. We've got a bunch of great wineries over in. Bainbridge and uh, Port Townsend, Port Angeles. So check it out. Uh, the Washington Wine Commission's got a great site for all that stuff. You can plan your tours, you can plan your outings, and uh, get a lot of information on where you can visit, taste, sip, and sometimes spit. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get out there, too, um, I recommend the Passport to Sip. The Passport to Sip.com is uh, from my friends Kristen and Aaron James over at uh, Sip Magazine, and they got $1,700 in value for a, for a mere 40 bucks. 40 bucks gets you two-for-ones and VIP tastings and lots of specials all around Washington, Oregon, and I think Idaho. So if you ever uh, you know get your... Your passport, it's a number two, passport number two, sip.com. 40 bucks gets you $1,700 in value, and then you can go plan your trip with the Washington State Wine Commission. And uh, if you got uh, some time, um, I like uh, tonight. <laughs> tonight is Proof Washington, the Distillers Festival. And it's a Fremont studio, so go drop on by because we want to celebrate Washington. You want to get your uh, your spirits on. Uh, we've got some food, some spirits, uh, some uh, whiskey ambassadors. You can learn all about scotch, etc. Uh, over at the Fremont Studios. That's tonight, July 11th, right now. Hey, um, my great guests are, uh, you know the whole Total Wine & More story. They uh, started in the East Coast and, and finally found their way. Thanks to Costco uh, liberating the state um, from the uh, burden of selling us alcohol. Uh, we've got Amber LeBeau, who is one of their uh, principal wine educators. Um, she's up up in the Linwood store at Total Wine & More. And later on in the show, I've got uh, the man, the myth, the mystery, Tyson Schiffner of Sumerian Brewing. Uh, Tyson's got a long career with uh, Red Hook Brewery, Shadow San Michel, and of course the, the lovely Betts Family Winery. And he's got his new brew project. It's Sumerian Brewing. It's up in Woodenville, Washington. So right now, I want to welcome Amber LeBeau to Happy Hour Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, um, so I understand that you are a local gal, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you um, you started started studying at uh, South Seattle Community College. Yeah, the Northwest Wine the Northwest Wine Academy. Uh, there, work with Peter Boss. Peter Boss, yes, mm-hmm. and Reggie Daniel, and I uh, know them. And they're great folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great program over at South Seattle Community College. Uh, what year did you start this interest in wine? Um, I actually started real, much younger. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> where uh, my grandfather owned several restaurants. And, uh-huh. you know, they're working with the food and wine industry, definitely developed an interest. And I fell in love with particularly the history aspect of it. Um, I spent some time uh, working in retail, um, Office Depot, and got really tired of retail and wanted to go back to wine. Went to, saw the great program there at South Seattle. Um, started there in 2010. 
Okay. So, well, curious about your grandfather owning restaurants. I want to know, was it some barbecue or what kind of restaurants was it? Uh, Mexican-American. Mexican-American. Oh, yeah. Big niche for that over there, I'm sure. Yep, very much Midwest. Very cool. Um, if we talk about Total Wine & More, uh, obviously there's, what, 90 stores in the United States, something like that? Actually, June 4th, our 116th store opened oh, in Long Beach. Long Beach, California. Mm -hmm. Well, it's quite the Disneyland for alcohol mm -hmm. <laughs> and other things, too. You've got uh, some knickknacks and some gifts, and um, mm -hmm. but really when Happy Hour Radio is about food, <laughs> spirits, wine, alcohol, cocktails, beer, and all that, and uh, Total Wine has kind of been, been sort of a mystery. We, You know, there was this, you know, wow, who are this total wine. I mean, being under the state's, uh, you know, supervision, we'll say it, it was a, um, a new and exciting opportunity to sort of have this free run without, you know, a state employee kind of like sizing you up. Mm -hmm. How did uh, how did you find your way there? Did you start as, uh, and your title is what, Amber? Um, I am a total wine professional at Total Wine. I'm a wine associate that has went through Total Wine's certification process um, to achieve their highest level of wine knowledge. And I assist the district here for the Seattle market with training with some of the new hires. Ah, great. Mm -hmm. Well, that's always fun. I mean, teaching is fun, and uh, I know that I certainly enjoy it as being an advanced sommelier and uh, CSW and diploma and all that stuff. Um, that's cool that you have that opportunity, because I really believe that Total Wine is uh, not more than, well, more than Disneyland. It's really an opportunity to, uh, it, well, create an adventure for your, yourself with beer, wine, spirits, but also uh, learn about wine, because you've got, um, your associates know a lot, of, a lot of stuff, don't they? Oh, yeah. Training is a huge focus with Total. Um, every associate, when they're hired, goes through several weeks of training, and it's continuous. Every week, we're opening up wines for people to try. Um, every other month, we have big events at our store in Tukwila before our associates go. Total Wine sponsors trips to Washington Wine Country, Napa Valley, Europe, uh, France, and Spain to send associates to. That's a big focus on his training. That's awesome. Well, you, you know, one way to learn, or the best way to learn is really to be there, and I'm excited mm -hmm. to have uh, been in Europe just recently um, with Portugal and Spain and France and Bordeaux, and uh, so much fun. Speaking with Amber LeBeau, who is the Total Wine professional at Total Wine & More, mm -hmm. and she's responsible for uh, district education, and uh, she's a wine associate, so that helps. You help guide some of the purchases? Uh, no, I don't. Um, my store manager, Patrick Golden, is actually one of the area marketing managers that helps with that. I see. So you're on the floor helping people make great mm -hmm. decisions. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm in the trenches. They're talking every day with people, just finding great wines for them. I uh, love that. Um, so Total Wine & More, what's the philosophy? The philosophy of Total Wine, there's basically three things they want to focus on. We want to be the destination. We want to have the best selection. We want people to walk in and be like, wow, like you said, this is Disneyland for, for adults. Um, we want to have the lowest prices. We are always working to get the best values going even directly to the sources, directly to the wineries, directly to the distilleries and breweries to get the best sources. And we want to have great customer service. We want people to come in and find exactly what they want and maybe even discover something that they didn't even realize that, wow, this exists. That's really neat. I've got to say that uh, I've been to Total Wine a few times, and, and each time I've enjoyed it, I went to the grand opening in Bellevue, and that was mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, and then I've been there several times before, and um, or more recently, but I've really enjoyed the fact that you get a chance to explore. There's not someone sort of beeline and right for you right away mm -hmm. and like going to go, oh my God, I got to go, you know, the pressure of mm -hmm. sales. You are really just like, hey, let me know if I can help you, and oh, you like that one? Well, check this one out. I think that's that's a great way to do it, um, because they, you, you confirm that they're interested in a product, but you also say that, hey, 
if you like that one, well, I've just tasted this one, and, and this one was showing beautifully, and oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we like to build a relationship with the customer. I mean, what I love about working in the wine industry, you know, there's no commission. I don't care if you're getting a $10 wine or a $10,000 wine. I want you to find a <laughs> wine that you really, really like. And so I want to find out, you know, what you're drinking, what type of style you like. Do you have a big event coming? And then try to find things that will work great for you within whatever budget you like. That's great. Well, I'm curious. Do you have a $10,000 wine there? At, uh... Not at the, my, my location. My most expensive one right now is I have a Chateau Petrus. For five thousand, yeah, Bellevue okay. might have one. That's a deal. Oh yeah! Wow, five thousand. It's a two thousand five vintage. There, you're kidding. Yeah, hundred point wine. Yeah, I know. I ever get nervous every time I touch it in the. I take care of our uh, cellar box there, and it's like, oh, if I drop it, I'm licking this off the floor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Get your straw. Yep. <laughs> uh, so fun. Well, I see you brought some wines here today. Oh, yeah. And um, tell me how, what regions of the world you, you, you carry wines from. Uh, we have wine currently from 23 countries, at least I know in my location, Linwood. That's about, about the same at the other, other stores. Uh, but Washington's a huge focus. Um, we carry about 8,000 wines. And in my store, over 1,100 of them are from Washington State. So we love Washington wine here. So, and Well, you find that Washington is also kind of provincial. We like our mm-hmm. own, too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have, we've had this anti-California thing from <laughs> since the, uh, the early 80s when they started coming up and buying and raising the prices. Well, uh, Washington has certainly got a great history of viticulture, and uh, uh, it will be great to chat with uh, Tyson Schiffner, who had a, you know five years at, or many years at Chateau, Santo, Chateau Saint-Michel, mm-hmm. and also Bet's family. Um, w- what kind of beers do you have? Do you have beers from every country in the oh, world? Oh, yeah. We got quite a few. I mean, we actually sort our beer section out by countries with little flags of the different countries. Um, of course, we've got the classics from Europe. Um, Central America, a lot of interesting brews coming from there. Um, in South America, Brazil. Um, but again, Northwest, huge focus. I believe we have over 500 Washington beers alone, and then we've got quite a few from Oregon as 500 well. 500 Washington beers? Yeah. Just in my store alone. And my store is probably about a mid-sized store for Total Wine. We have like our oh, Bellevue and our Tuckwell locations that are even much larger. Wow. So is, is there the, is there this giant superstore somewhere on, on the planet? <laughs> yeah, we actually have our uh, store. Uh, we call it our DSW store up there in Delaware. It's uh, right across the border there from uh, Philadelphia. Large market there. And if you want to talk about if Total Wine in general is Disneyland, that is Disney World Disney for World. wine lovers. <laughs> I like that. Well, um, and you also have a host of spirits, right? You've mm-hmm. got spirits and, and um, from... Every color in the in the book, oh, in yeah. the spectrum. Oh yeah, um, wonderful selection of whiskeys, cognacs, rum, spirits, uh, cordials, um, definitely from all across the globe. And you have some. I, I take it you, your lowest pricing, but do you have uh, case pricing, and you buy more, do you get a discount, or is it with wine? We do um, yeah. at wine um, six bottles, get ten percent on that. Um, it's a mix and match, so you can definitely have fun, get a lot of different things that you like. Very cool. Well, let's talk about the wines you brought here today. Mm-hmm. I see we've got uh, a white wine, a red wine, and you brought um, a lovely dark beer, which mm-hmm. uh, I always enjoy. Um, and uh, let's see, we have a Tagoras Riesling. Tell me about this. Yeah, Tagoras. Tagoras is a phenomenal family that's been making wine. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael Tagoras. His family, his actually, his great, uh, excuse me, his grandfather immigrated from Greece, and so the name actually pays homage to their original Greek name, and they've traced their family history over twenty six generations to Greek royalty, um, and and uh, like his, Zeus, no, uh, not quite Zeus, but <laughs> uh, definitely uh, one of their ancestors was a commander in the in the Greek army with that, and married into such a successful commander that the king said, yeah, we need him in our family, so he married his daughter. Um, but his uh, grandfather, uh, Pete, came over here. Um, he 
traveled, um, came in through Ellis Island and you know, made his way to Washington and made his way to Prosser. And something about Prosser reminded him of his homeland, so he settled down there. Um, Michael's father, uh, Pete Jr., um, was, became like one of the big, large growers around Othello and actually one of the largest producers of French fries in the U.S. It's kind of interesting. Um, People and, think of Idaho about potatoes, but we got a lot of yeah, what we got potatoes, right? Is that what oh, they call yeah. them? <laughs> a lot of agriculture. Um, Michael's brother, uh, Pete the Third, played a fullback for the Huskies there, and his sister, Kathy, uh, makes the uh, pizzas for Costco. So, I mean, they are no all way. about Washington. Oh, yeah. And Michael himself, he uh, has a lot of vineyard acres in the Wallook Soap area. Uh, the winery was opened there in the 80s. They're at their new facility in Richland in the Tri-Cities. Uh, 2005 is when they opened up. And so they've been making a lot of great wine, selling grapes to wonderful wineries like Chateau St. Michel, Hogue, Milbrandt, uh, Powers. Um, so just wonderful winery to get to know. That's really neat. Uh, I'm pleased to hear that you've got such a handle on the history, and um, that's part of telling the story. It's what oh, makes yeah. wine very romantic is that there is an actual person with a lineage and, 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 uh, and a mission, an idea. And obviously um, the whole family sounds like uh, they got uh, invested in the big W here with oh, yeah. <laughs> Washington very State. Very much so. Well, I just took a sip of this Tagoras Riesling, and mm -hmm. it's very, very fresh. I see it's under screw top, um, mm -hmm. which I really like. I think easy access wines make them much more accessible, of course, and uh, you can always fit that cork back in it because it's a screw top, but uh, this is very fresh. This has a little mm -hmm. bit of residual sugar. Yep. The I'll acid is nice and bright, um, uh, but some moderate moderate plus weight, I think it's probably, the alcohol seems pretty balanced. It's mm -hmm. probably 13.5 or something yep, like that. exactly. And um, um, obviously stainless steel, nice and clean. A very little bit of texture on the finish. Mm -hmm. I think they had a little bit of lees stirring here or, mm -hmm. or a little batonnage. Um, a very fresh. What does this run at Total Wine & More? Eight ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, Frank Roth, the winemaker for, uh, for Tagoras, he is really big about having food-friendly wine. As a matter of fact, they have a phenomenal restaurant there at their winery. Um, Zagat last year, did, or excuse me, 2013, did one of the top eight wineries with food. And so it really goes with that focus of food-friendly wines. Well, I'm hoping that Riesling really catches on for uh, Washington. It's been a, um, a stalwart grape here for us and, and recognized around the world for great um, quality. And hopefully Washington will sort of gravitate. You know what? This is refreshing, especially mm -hmm. in the summertime. Nice and bright, good acidity, and uh, just a hint of sweetness. Uh, speak with Amber LeBeau from Total Wine & More. When we come back from this break, we're going to dive into a, a lovely bottle of red wine here. And I see a very enticing brewski that uh, I'm already salivating over here. So uh, if you have any questions about Total Wine or the, or the show, give us an email at ask at happyhourradio.net. And stick around because we'll be right back. Lars Larson has the real story. Weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Talk Radio 570 KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back. It's time for round two on Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, and I have the pleasure of speaking with Amber LeBeau, who is the Total Wine and More, Total Wine Professional, over up in Linwood. And uh, we just had a great tasting of a fresh and fruity, tropical, peachy, steely uh, Riesling from 2013. 
2014. 2014. 2014. 2014 yeah. from Tagoras. $8.99, man. That's, that's a deal. Uh, the next wine here is a red wine. That's 2013 vintage. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon called Cross Fork Creek. Tell mm-hmm. me about this wine. Yeah. This is a, essentially a second label from Scott Greer of Sheridan Vineyards. Uh, phenomenal winery, estate grown there in the Yakima Valley. I'm um, actually Rattlesnake Hills. Um, Scott Greer has been one of the like top winemakers. Um, I mean, Jeb Dunnick, a uh, wine advocate, Paul Greggett, I mean, they speak glowingly of his wines. And he wanted to make a wine that was a little bit more affordable with that. And so <laughs> he came, came up with this label here, and I think it punches way above its, its weight. I mean, it's a phenomenal cab. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. I'm really um, impressed that 2013, the balance is, the acid's just over medium plus, but it's still well balanced right now. This has got a plush uh, mouthfeel, um, really dark fruits, uh, boysenberry, um, a touch of blackberry, obviously the black plum, and, and um, there's always black cherry in red wine, so mm-hmm. it's easy to say that. But uh, the touch of um, sweet toffee and vanilla mm-hmm. on the palate. The tannin is well integrated, um, very soft tannin. I'm really yeah. surprised how soft this is. This is a, this is bordering on California yeah, style, which I, I really I agree. like. It's, it's, I have a lot of Napa wine lovers that come in, and when I want to you know, recommend a really good Washington one for them. This has appeal to that kind of power of Napa and that kind of velvetiness. But yeah, it's a classic Washington one. It's got that bright fruit. Um, nice and vibrant acidity as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, what a pleasure. So Cross Fork Creek, um, what's his production on this wine? I don't know the exact case production. Altogether, um, Scott and his wife Karen, they make around about 4,000 cases with that um, up to their top flight uh, block one cab. Um, but I'm not sure exactly for the case of this one. Is this all Yakima Valley fruit? Yeah, Yakima Valley. I mean, his vineyard is in technically the Rattlesnake Hill, but mm. Scott is a big believer in Yakima. He loves promoting Yakima. Uh, Chris Kermada of Andrew Wilf was so loved, you know, his vineyard. It's two blondes. He planted right yeah, right next to it. Yeah, we had Chris on the show uh, some some months ago. And, well, Yakima has come a long way from being the chilly part of Washington State, where mm-hmm. things tended to be a little more European style, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we've uh, had a couple degrees of warmth throughout, uh, well, <laughs> throughout the world, mm-hmm. uh, Yakima Valley is becoming that perfect site. And um, obviously, they, they've uh, we learned fast here in Washington State about how to grow, where to grow, and, and what to grow and how to uh, to prune and, and propagate. Um, so very exciting. What is this Cross Fork Creek 2013 Cabernet Sauvignon run at Total Wine? Twenty one ninety nine. Oh man, that's a deal. That's yeah. really tasty. I'm very impressive. Um, yummy. Uh, <laughs> that's good by the glass and, and certainly great with some uh, summertime fare if you want a little little bolder style in Cabernets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a, a moderate to plus weight Cabernet. It's not a really big boy Cabernet, but mm-hmm. because sometimes in, in the summertime it's a little too heavy. It can get you fatigued. Yeah. We want something a little lighter. And this is, uh, this is it. So we got that steak on the grill. I bet it'd be great. So finally, we have um, a Scotch Ale. And those are one of my favorite styles of, uh, of beers. And um, what's the name of this Scotch Ale called? Yeah, this is from Bellevue Brewing out there um, across the water there in Bellevue. Uh, this Scotch Ale, this is one of my favorite styles. I know we make some amazing IPAs. We've got a lot of you know, wonderful hops here. But I think some of our dark malt beers are great. Um, this was founded by John Robertson and Scott Hansen, um, just a fairly young wine brewery. They uh, opened up their doors in 2012, and they've been making some great stuff, and they're pushing the envelope. They're doing some more uh, cask-conditioned uh, ales and playing around. They like to kind of mix the old-world style with new-world style. When you say old-world, I'm curious, does that mean sort of a yeast strain, a little f- uh, native yeast, or they um, open-top fermenter kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, they play, like to play around with that, a lot of kind of the more older brewing techniques. Well, it's interesting how um, you know the world is uh, awash with uh, 
India Pale Ale style beers because Washington has what I don't know seventy percent of the hops in the world, something mm-hmm. like that. And so I'm a big hop head. I like a lot of hops, but I find that sometimes they're just a little too bitter. Mm-hmm. And I want I like the sweetness here. And you can pack a lot of hops in a Scotch ale because you got that malty sweetness to sort of ma- match. It's like the Riesling with the acid and a little bit of residual sugar, uh, whereas the hops will give it a little bitterness. It'll sort of tame that. It'll be the toast to your jam. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, this is delicious. Um, and I also like uh, a beer with a little more, more kick. Sure. <laughs> Unless I'm mean, like mowing the lawn and I just need a nice pilsner, oh, yeah. um, which is very refreshing and that goes quick. Um, so this is Bellevue Brewing. It's in Bellevue, Washington, obviously, in uh, the Scotch Hill. So this is a 16-point-something ounce bottle? No, it's a 22-ounce uh, That's 22? Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess you're right. It looks standing next to the 750 bottle, but it, it kind of looks small from here. I think my brain's doing tricks on me already. Uh, so fun. This So this is what? Uh, six bucks? Seven uh, bucks? Five forty-nine. Five forty-nine. Yeah. Oh, I overpriced. I don't want to miss the showcase yeah. showdown. And occasionally we have it on tap. Um, all our stores have growler stations with it. My store has like 13 taps, and Bellevue's been on it many times. Wow. Um, and can you come in and sample beers off the growler station? Oh, yeah, we most definitely. Tastings? Every weekend we do tastings, wine, beer, and as well as spirits and so cocktails. weekend meaning Saturday and Sunday? And Friday. Oh, well. wow. Yeah. And so this is really a total wine and more happy hour. Oh, most definitely. When does it start? Uh, Fridays, uh, 4 to 8, Saturdays, 12 to 6, and then Sundays, 12 to 5. Can we bring in some food? And <laughs> You can. Usually we have crackers and things for you. Okay. Uh, well, so fun. Amber LeBeau, I want you to stick around because uh, one of our uh, new bright uh, brewing stars is Tyson Schiffner, and he's coming up right now, and uh, I wanted to welcome Tyson Schiffner. Well, first of all, thank you mm-hmm. so much for joining thank me you. Happy Hour Radio. This was so fun. Excellent. Well, Tyson Schiffner, you've got uh, Sumerian Brewing, and I want to welcome you to Happy Hour Radio. Chris, thanks a lot. Uh, really proud to be here. Uh, just started a new brewery out in Woodenville, and uh, hopefully uh, by the time this airs, it's still the brand new brewery out in Woodenville. Uh, we've been open since about, I guess, about three months now, uh, focusing on Northwest-style ales, uh, and we have a, a nice light pilsner as well. That's exciting. So um, let's get a little history about your your fermentation history. Tell us where you got started. So uh, I was born born and raised in Woodenville, Washington, uh, kind of the border between Bothell and Woodenville. And uh, I went away to school down in Oregon, came back home in 1999, and was looking for a summer job. Well, I went to Red Hook and looked uh, into the pub, and, and they were all full. And so... Uh, I asked if production was hiring, and and lo and behold, they were. And I got into the cellar there, and and worked a couple of years in the cellar, and and got bumped up into the brew house for four years, and and uh, decided I was too young to stick at one job, and so I jumped across the street to Chateau Saint Michel and started uh, making wine and learning about wine. I uh, started in the cellar, dragging hoses again. Well, wait a minute. Let's talk about oh. um, your production experience over at Red Hook. Tell us what you did. Uh, at Red Hook, I uh, the first year I hauled a bunch of hoses, cleaned a lot of <laughs> tanks, and moved a lot of beer. Uh, you can only imagine moving tankerfuls of beer daily uh, through a filter and onto the bright tanks to be bottled and and racked into keg. Uh, and that's what I was doing. We were running pretty much twenty four seven around the clock. Uh, this was in probably two thousand two thousand one, and uh, we were really rocking and rolling at the time and. After uh, after a year in the cellar, I bumped up to the, the filter room where I started filtering the beer in massive quantities and uh, learned uh, everything there is to know about clarification and 
And uh, from there, I, I got bumped up to the brew house and started brewing. The Don't we beer. say pumped up? Pumped, <laughs> uh, pumped up to the brew house. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, started brewing beer for Red Hook, which at, you know, age 23 was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a dream job. And, and I still think that's a dream job. I think uh, all my buddies were jealous, and and they were all looking to me for for beer, which was. Did really you have a special? Do you have the ESB or the? Uh, well, I don't know what they were making back then, but they had the. You, you know, the big one back then was definitely the ESB. That was uh, kind of the craze, and that's kind of what put Red Hook on the map. Right. Uh, uh, after after a few you know trial years down in Ballard, and then on to Fremont. Fremont really. Uh, exploded after the ESB and, and IPA Ballard Bitter took oh, off. Oh, that's uh, right. And they still make that one? Uh, they do not make Ballard Bitter. They make, uh, I believe, Longhammer is their IPA now. Yeah. Um, and and the recipes have changed a little here and there, sure. like like any recipe does. Uh, it kind of kind of goes on from there. Um, so yeah, I, I bumped up to the the brew house and started making. Uh, brew every day. Now, and, how much every day? So you would you would uh, do a wart. You would uh, yep. Malt yep. So grain. it's a five vessel brew house at at Red Hook there, and we were pushing eight brews a day through that brew house, a um, hundred hectoliters of brew uh, per brew, and so what's a hectoliter? Hectoliter is twenty six plus gallons. Oh, so, a barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little shy of a, a UK barrel. And um, so we were pushing just massive quantities of, of beer out to the, the fermentation cellars. And, and uh, from there, I, you know, like I said, I, I kind of found myself at a, uh, at a stop, stopping point at, at Red Hook. And, and a plateau. A plateau, absolutely. And, and wanted uh, to learn something new. And so I, I had gained a, a ton of fermentation knowledge and... I found myself across the street at Chateau Saint-Michel well, making white wine. Well, speaking with Tyson Schiffner, who is the uh, proprietor of Sumerian Brewing, and when we come back from this break, we're going to learn about his uh, well, his journey through Saint-Michel and, uh, and on to the next winery, but uh, finally here in Woodenville with his own brew company, Sumerian Brewing. And uh, we'll, we'll get his website, we'll get his hours, um, so stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. And if you're trying to get out there and enjoy some wines, it is summertime wines, you got to try Coral Wines. Coral Wines, pink rosé, pink coral rosé. A white coral blend and red coral. Coralwines.com. Check it out. Lovely wines, perfect for summer and anytime. So stick around. I'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. The home of the great one, Mark Levin. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back. It's time for round three, round three of Happy Hour Radio. And uh, I had the pleasure of having Amber LeBeau here with Total Wine and More. She's the wine professional up in Linwood. Right now, it's Tyson Schiffner from Sumerian Brewing in Woodville, uh, Washington's newest brewery. We were chatting about his uh, his elevation at uh, Red Hook and his interest in learning more about fermentation. So you jumped, uh, you crossed the road. Why did Tyson cross the road? <laughs> to get to the wine side. Get to the wine side. Very good. So tell us about your stint at Shadow Saint Michel. Uh, 
Uh, it was about five years or five vintages long and uh, started in the cellars, dragging hoses, wearing boots again. And I see a familiar theme here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and, you know, after a couple years in the cellar, um, there was a job available as cellar master, and I applied. And, and Cellar master? Cellar master. Wow. Master of the cellar. No uh, young basic, Jedi? Basically uh, management. That's so uh, I went from pulling hoses to kind of directing the day-to-day activities of the cellar and the barrel room personnel and making sure the tasks that needed to get done got done. And, so what happens and in the cellar? You're racking, you're pumping? Lots of uh, racking, lots of pumping. Uh, during harvest, it's it's a mad dash to ferment everything we can in a timely process and get it off its lees and, and finish it up and, and kind of get the, the whole year rolling uh, out out of harvest, um, and so and you know beyond that we push wine over to the bottling hall and and uh, make sure all the Chardonnay is aged correctly in the barrels and mm. so so yeah. How many years were you there at Shadow Seven? A little over four years, but I was there for five vintages. Five vintages. Okay, and what was the final vintage there? Uh, it was two thousand. Five. 2005? Yeah. No, excuse me. I started in five. It was 2009. 2009. Very good. Well, uh, then you, you took a great leap into one of the um, um, the pinnacle brands, the the great uh, um, Bob Betts, who's a master of wine, who was also a Chateau Saint-Michel guy. Tell us about that journey. Uh, first of all, Bob Betts is one of the most kind-hearted, nicest individuals in the world. I don't I don't care who you are. Uh, that man is so generous and so kind. Um, and I was lucky enough to go work with him for five years, uh, work side by side with him, uh, help make his wine and, and uh, learn from him. And I, I often tell people I learned a lot about making wine from him. I, I know his style of winemaking now, but I really, really, really learned more about being a human being from that guy. He he really has this generosity uh, and and soulness to him, which uh, really you only pick up if if you work with someone for so long. And and I was very proud and very pleased to be able to work next to Bob and and go on those eight to ten hour uh, trips over to the vineyards and just talk about life and stuff. And and that was a lot of fun. Um, of course, making some of the best red wine in Washington State is obviously <laughs> a, a huge perk, but. But uh, definitely Bob Betts is a great guy to work yeah, for. Yeah, we all love Bob and uh, quite the mentor for all of us, uh, being a master of wine, one of the two at the time uh, with uh, David Lake and Bob Betts. And uh, now we have Joel Butler in town who also worked for Shadow Sam Michelle yeah, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so you got, had a great time there. You made some great wine and obviously um, you know, became a better person. And uh, Bob's got that uh, certain uh, wonderful sense to um, inspire you and uh, really just get, make you feel empowered about how you can do wonderful things in the world. Um, well, Sumerian Brewing, when were you thinking about going from beer, uh, wine, wine to beer again? You know, it, it was an opportunity and it arose. Uh, the owner of Sumerian Brewing, Mark Eyrig, uh approached me a, about a year prior and just kind of threw around some ideas. He said, hey, I'd love to own a brewery one day. And kind of looked at him and I was like, yeah, good job. Everyone wants to own a brewery. <laughs> and uh, and I, in my head, I was like, oh, you must be crazy. And, uh, you know, a little while later... He, he is listening, by the oh, way. Oh, I know, I know. He, he'll agree with this. And uh, and so he, you know, approached me again and, and 
it just started making sense, and we started doing a couple pilot brew systems or pilot brews on the on the pilot system, and and uh, things were clicking, and we were making some really nice beer at a small scale. Now, obviously, Sumerian Brewing is a fifteen barrel brew house, and so you really have to ramp up from a you know ten gallon system to a a five hundred gallon system, and and so uh, we Mark started crunching some numbers, and and all of a sudden we. We ordered a brew house and and uh, we were cutting the concrete and and doing construction on on the warehouse. Is there in a Woodmill. floor plan or a template that you, if you want to own a brewery, you go to uh, I want to make a brewery dot com. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, basically close your eyes and hope for the best. No, uh, you know, there's a lot of consultants out there. There's a lot of great people that know a lot of things about building a brewery or a winery for that matter. And and um, you know, there was a lot of research done, especially on the brew house and the brew system, and and uh, what what we wanted to use and what our final outcome was going to be. So, where is Sumerian Brewing? Sumerian Brewing is actually uh, right by uh, my alma mater, just north of Red Hook, about a half mile. Um, it's located in Woodenville and just right around the the corner from Chateau Saint Michel and Red Hook. And, and how do we find you online? Uh, SumerianBrewingCo.com. Is our web- Co. Okay, is our website, and then uh, follow us on Facebook. You know, we have a huge following on Facebook. Um, we really push most of our information through the the Facebook site, and um, Holly, Mark's wife is uh, behind all the social media, and, and she's heavily involved with it. I it's think, nice to have that the whole partnership with everyone having their specified jobs. Absolutely. I think it's a 15-hour-a-day job for her. I know. I, wow, that's on Twitter alone. Man. Oh, my God, i got to keep tweeting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have you had your high school reunion uh, at the brewery yet? When is that coming up? <laughs> oh, you're aging me. Um, actually, the 20-year reunion is this year. Uh-huh. And... Um, Oddly enough, uh, a bunch of kids from Bothell made it into the the industry, and so Ryan Crane of Curlew oh, yeah. is uh, in in the class of mine, and actually the the event is at his facility ah, cool. uh, down in Georgetown, and there's a couple other guys from my class, uh, uh, Brett that works over at Woodenville Whiskey that helped start Woodenville Whiskey. He was from our class. Sean Walner from uh, uh, White Wall Brewing. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so yeah, a bunch of us, uh, and and none of us, I'm sure. Which one of you threw the kegs in high school? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm pleading the fifth on that. All one. right, good stuff. Well, uh, Sumerian Brewing, SumerianBrewingCo.com is the online site. You can check it all out. Uh, but I've got some uh, beers in my glass here. These are nice golden pale, um, and even a little darker uh, gold bronze color here. So tell me about this nice uh, super yellow pale. Um, brew I've got in my glass. So so this first one is a Pilsner. Uh, I built it as a Czech Pilsner, so very subtle but very rich. Um, uses 100% Pilsen malt and uh, Czech Republic Pilsen yeast. And so it's the only yeast we use uh, outside of our standard American ale yeast. And uh, I think it builds a great European style beer. Yeah, this is uh, um, first of all a just moderate weight wine. So, or excuse me, <laughs> I do that a lot. Moderate beer and a moderate weight beer. In fact, it's almost a lighter st- style. It's got just a, the the uh, tannin profile here is definitely from um, 
the uh, check hops. I get a little bit of that, but also some of the grain here. What's the grain? You said you said a pills malt. So it's a pilsen malt. Pilsen. Yeah, and and it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent pilsen malt, and so. Uh, a lot of the time, to gain more color in a beer, you would add uh, different color malts and and kind of to gain the color. And this one, I wanted as light as I could get, mm-hmm. and so that's uh, that's kind of the outcome. And um, I think it's a brilliant color. It's nice and clean. It's clear, and uh, truly a uh, uh, old world rendition of what uh, some of these mass producers were trying to make. I think I love it. Um, it doesn't certainly have that that skunk that a lot of some of those beers have, which I enjoy on occasion, uh, but certainly dry. And refreshing. What's the alcohol? Four eight. Uh, this is about a five zero. Uh, li- maybe a little under five zero. Yeah. So yeah. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we have another beer here, and this uh, is a little darker colored. Has a more of a golden hue, a rich golden hue. What is this called? Yeah. So this is a India Session Ale. This is kind of a new class of beers that has uh, come to market in the, over the last couple of years, and uh, w- you know everyone likes their IPA, especially up here in, in Washington. We have, like you said earlier, seventy percent of the world's hops. Yeah at our backyard and and uh but ipas sometimes just come in too uh too hefty and you know from five five up to you know palate blowing yeah absolutely and so so we created this uh as a lower alcohol ipa and uh driven by hops still but uh not the quite the bite uh on the alcohol side as you would uh with a with a normal ipa and so uh this this particular beer is constructed with a hop called citra it's a rather newer hop uh, from the Yakima Valley and uh, creates quite a good citrus note on the palate. I got that in the finish, too. And uh, I was trying to figure out because I wasn't Hollow Tower, it wasn't Cascade, it wasn't Chinook, it wasn't uh, there's something Golding Hops. I was like, what is this? You're I naming all the noble hops. Good work. I, I know. Good work. Well, I'm a home brewer at, at heart. Um, well, uh, speaking with Tyson Schiffner, the, uh, well, the brewmaster behind Sumerian Brewing, and uh, we're tasting some beautiful beers here. When we come back from this break, we're going to dive into two more uh, of these lovely Sumerian brews. Um, love the Pilsner, and I love this session, what'd you call it again? India Session Ale. India Session Ale. So stick around, we'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. He's live. He's here. Sean Hannity. Weekdays, noon to 3, only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. All right, having too much fun in studio with Amber LeBeau of uh, Total Wine and More and Tyson Shifter, the... uh Brewmaster for Sumerian Brewing up in Woodenville. It's SumerianBrewingCo.com. And we just tasted his Pilsner and his uh, India Session Ale, which were both delicious. Um, Tyson, I've got two new colors of beer. Tell me about uh, this first. This is sort of a, a, a maple syrup, a light maple syrup, uh, tan brown color. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's an IPA. And it was designed just to be a little bit darker than the ISA, so people could tell it apart in their glass. But um, this one is your big, heavy-hopped, West Coast-style IPA, uh, built for the hop heads and, and <laughs> made for us in Washington and, and all along the West Coast. And and uh, the, the thought behind this was just to drive as much hops into it as we could and, and uh, kind of please the, the palate of, of the hop heads. What is the hop profile here? 
you know, there's seven different hops in this beer, and uh, the the boiling hops or the kettle hops, uh, Cascade, Zeus, Centennial, Summit, and and then the big drivers uh, on the the aromatic uh, hops at the very finish are, are Mosaic and Equinox. Interesting. And yeah. are those all Washington based, or do we get some in Oregon? Definitely. So these uh, all of our hops come out of Washington, and uh, the two hops that I just mentioned, Equinox and Mosaic, are both test uh, hops that were put to market probably about three years ago. And so they got their names instead of numbers, and, and they oh, went yeah. to full uh, production on them in the farms, and, and so we were lucky enough to pick them up. Well, driving down uh, um, from Yakima to Walla Walla, and I see all those new hop farms. I mean, they got the big poles up there, which is very exciting. Uh, great industry uh, for, well, Washington State, and uh, um, love the taste of these wines. Uh, I'm going to say wine all the time, man. I am just a wine head. i got to be a beer head. <laughs> yeah, I drink the, another beer. I need to have another beer. <laughs> well, um, what, what are these... Uh, beers run. You've got the Pilsner, you've got the uh, ISA, and uh, the IPA. What? What are? The, where's the price point for these? Um, out of the pub uh, or our tap room in Woodenville, there uh, they're five dollars a piece. Um, when we go into the specialty beers, uh, so a pint, a pint. Oh, uh, great! A pint and. And as we go into the specialties, it's $5 for about a 12-and-a-half-ounce pour. Okay. Uh, barrel-aged uh, beers and stuff like that. Yeah, and speaking of barrel-aged beers, you've got one here, right? Yep, yep, yep. Brought uh, the Whiskey Stout. Uh, this is a stout that was aged in a whiskey barrel. It uh, it really picked up a lot of oak notes from the, the whiskey barrel and a little bit of the whiskey note as well. Let's we- talk about stout in general. Is that just from, like, uh, an 80-pound uh Crystal malt, or what do you what do you use to make this? Uh, you know, this on this, I have roasted, I have uh, black patent malt, uh, some That's some so caramel well. one twenty malt in there, and uh, and then obviously mm. your base malts, and and it's lightly hopped. Uh, I'm not looking for aggressive hop on it, but oh, I was looking for a lot of barrel, barrel. note. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, took yeah. a sip. Um, first of all, this is a it has a certain creamy texture to the, the mouthfeel, which I really like. Um, that vanilla is uh, expressive, but not excessive. It just sort of, and you get just a very, very faint hint of uh, a little touch of this elevated alcohol from a whiskey note, but um, it's very pleasant. I love the dark flavors. You can get you can get some what I'll call the dark malt and then you get the caramel malt and then you get this um, sort of a mahogany malt in there. I mean, there's got layers of flavor. Right, right, right. Good stuff. And it's called what again? Uh, this is just our whiskey stout and it's it's a limited uh, release uh, pretty much only at the brewery. Um, we, we've we been doing about two barrels at a time, so it's kind of uh, reduced, but uh, I see the growth of this one definitely taking off. I, I agree, especially in the in the uh, fall and winter. This will be a hearty beer to so, enjoy. So if anyone has any whiskey barrels they want to donate to a good cause, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take them. I love that. Amber, what'd you think? Oh, these are phenomenal. I love how creamy that whiskey stout is. Is, is it nitro? Uh, no, it, it might be a little undercarbonated because okay. we just took it out of barrel yesterday, actually. Oh, I think that's the way to go, though. So, I think yeah. you, uh, because carbonation is, is acidic and just gives you a little more bitterness to it. So uh, right. lovely stuff. Well, uh, Amber LeBeau, thank you again for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. And Tyson Schiffer, congratulations. What are your hours up there? Uh, during the week, we're about 2 until 8. On Thursday, we're 2 till 9. Then on Saturday, Sunday, or excuse me, Friday, Saturday, we're noon to 10. And Sunday is noon to eight. Oh wow! So, yeah, uh, all hard. over the board there. But <laughs> if you come uh, anywhere from from noon to eight, we'll be open. Check out SumerianBrewingCo.com. Thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thanks a lot, Chris. Well, the uh, 
It's summertime, so get out there. Grab your passport to SIP um, and enjoy $1,000 of value. For 40 bucks. it's PassportToSIP.com. And uh, I meant to ask Tyson about uh, that uh, Father's Day event you did. So next year, you've got this great Father's Day event. Perfect way to take your dad out and turn him on to a host of uh, brews. Hey, quickly, Tyson, how many beers do you make? Uh, we have currently seven beers, uh, and that'll fluctuate off and on, uh, depending if there's a specialty brew coming out or, or anything like that. Really, what we're pushing to the market, there's about four beers, though. Uh, a right pale, on. the Pilsner, an ISA, and the IPA. Excellent. Well, delicious stuff. Uh Folks, thanks for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thanks for tuning in. If you uh, missed any of our shows, tell your friends. It's happyhourradio.net. Got a brand new website. And uh, uh, I'll see you next week, uh, 6 o'clock, right here on 570 KVI. And remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers. Cheers.